On today's episode, we're talking about staying ready for the moment and being ready to not only perform on the field, but perform off the field when sharing the gospel with someone. Just like when you're on the bench or getting ready to go into a game, you have to be ready at any moment, any time. And on a much more impactful level, Jesus says that we will not know the day or time when he comes back, so we have to be ready at any point for that. Kansas State football player Seth Porter has so much experience in this area. While being a walk-on athlete, he's had to stay ready for the moment for his entire athletic career in college for a chance to get in a game and make an impactful play for his team. But when he's gotten his opportunities, he capitalizes for sure. He also prioritizes being prepared to show and spread the gospel through his words, through his actions, and just how he lives his life and performs on the football field. Talking about these two things today, his love for Jesus and his love for sport was an awesome experience and a great conversation. And I know you can tell how much of a hardworking guy he is. It was an honor to have him on. So listen today and learn more from someone that prioritizes their faith, perseverance, and commitment to everything that he does. I am Ken Burke, and welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. Seth Porter, thank you so much for joining me today, sir. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you're at KSU right now. How is the, how's the season going? We just talked a little bit about it. How, is the, how are you doing so far? Doing good. Doing good. Season's going good. Uh, we've dropped a, dropped a few games that we wish we could, uh, we could have back, uh, but overall, season's, season's going pretty good keeping up with it uh, with the team a little bit and it's, it's you're definitely having a good year for sure but but yes yeah, I would love to talk to you today about you know your career you know being staying ready for the moment I think that's a big topic we can talk about today uh, so first question I want to ask you how have you how have you been able to represent Christ throughout your athletic career at KSU and prior I mean a lot has changed I would say my journey um, towards Christ and with Christ um, has changed a lot. Um, from when I first got to K State to now, um, I went through went through a lot my freshman year as far as just uh, trusting in God and um, just really going on kind of a going on a trip and giving Him the reins to my life uh, my freshman year. But uh, since then, um, I think just the biggest way I've been able to represent Him is just how I carry myself um, among my teammates, uh, how I work. Um, just on and off the field and really just how I treat people um, throughout the facility um, on the team and other staff members and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And what, what was that turning point for you your freshman year? Was there a specific instance or was it kind of gradual? Um, I would say it was it was kind of gradual through most of my freshman year. Um, so I guess a little background on me. I grew up a huge K-State fan. Um, I grew up in Houston, Texas. So both my parents are from Kansas. Both my parents went to K-State. My dad played football at K-State. So oh, wow. I grew up a huge K-State fan um, down in Texas, which was a little bit different. Um, so I wanted to play at K-State my entire life. Um, and I was blessed with the opportunity to walk on at K-State. And um, I worked really hard through high school to get here. And I got here. And in the fall of my freshman year, um, I was miserable. <laughs> um, I had worked so hard. Uh, for so long to get to college, which everyone says is, you know, the best time of your life. And um, I got to where I wanted to be. And I, quite frankly, I was just miserable, wow. um, really empty. 
Um, and I, I grew up in the church, um, so I I knew who Jesus was uh, for sure. Um, and I probably could have answered some of your Bible questions and stuff like that. But as far as him being Lord of my life, um, I don't think I was quite there yet. Mm. Um, my first semester of my freshman year. And so um, luckily I had some uh, good mentors here at K-State kind of take me in and join a couple Bible studies and really wrestled with it through most of my freshman year, went to a conference over winter break. Um, that was huge for me and then really wrestled with it um, all spring of my freshman year. Um, but it wasn't until May, the end of my freshman year, uh, when I would say I fully surrendered my life to Christ um, and haven't looked back um, since. Uh, hasn't been easy because um, it's not promised that it will be easy, but um, I'm so glad I did. Um, and it's been it's been amazing to see what God's done in my life and the life of teammates and friends and family around me. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I think a, a lot of people can uh, uh, relate to your experience because I had the same instance. I, w- I was working my entire life to go to college to play sports. I got there and it wasn't what I thought it would be. It was just empty. I felt so alone because I thought everybody else just was loving loving life. You know what I mean? So what made you choose to walk on at KSU over other schools? I know you mentioned your parents went there. Was that the sole reason where you just kind of, a you were kind of meant to be there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, coming out of high school, I, I honestly didn't have a ton of opportunities. Um, I actually played defensive back in high school and I knew I wanted to play receiver in college if that was possible. And so luckily the summer before my senior year, I had been going to some camps and went to a camp at K-State um, and got the opportunity to receive a preferred walk-on spot. And I, I took that. I knew that's, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't have a, I didn't have a ton of opportunities or really many other scholarships and a few smaller schools kind of talked to me, but I, at that time I knew I only wanted to go to K-State. I mean, I, my friends in high school would mess with me and make fun of me, but I'm like, if I would have got a scholarship offer to Alabama or somewhere else, I mean, I would have taken a walk-on spot at K-State over any of those other schools because wow. that's just where I wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, that says a lot. I mean, I'm sure, you know, your parents were thrilled uh, when that happened for sure. Yeah. Uh, but what does it mean to you to have the opportunity to play at a Division One school like KSU? Um, it's it's so cool. Um, and my perspective on it has changed a lot um, mm. in my time here. Um, I thought, like, I mean... When I first got here, it was super cool to be able to play on, you know, the biggest stage of college football, um, Division One, Power Five. Like, it was like, I was super excited, you know, big stadium, playing against UT and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you know, like big, big name teams that you hear about. And so I was really excited about that. And that is still super cool. Um, and, and I love that. But like, as my, I've had a lot more time in Manhattan here um, at K-State, I've realized like, the amount of uh, impact that you can have um, with the platform that a school this size gives you. Um, and, you know, at a, at a school in a state like Kansas where people drive four five, six hours every weekend for game days and come and tailgate and um, like K-State football is the thing for a lot of people in the state. And so just seeing the, the, the amount of support that we get um, and then the amount of impact that we can have just give it back to the community and stuff like that. It's just been, it's been really cool to see, um, that, you know, the, the platform of playing D one football has, has given me. Yeah. And I can, I can definitely tell from an outside perspective, looking into, to, to yourself and your, your career, 
You you were definitely a hardworking individual. Uh, I actually found a couple articles about you uh, <laughs> that some people have said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And let me let me read this. One said, "Man, let me tell you that dude Seth. He's one of the hardest working dudes I've ever seen with my own eyes." And another one said, "He's the definition of what it means to be a wildcat. He takes no plays off. He goes hard every day." What is that? Wh- where did that come from? Where where does that drive come from in in you? I don't know. I mean, I, I think I owe a lot to my parents as far as just instilling a work ethic in me. Mm. Um, and I think my my drive has is, is maybe changed over the years. Um, definitely through high school and even early college. I A lot of it was I wanted to prove people wrong. Um, I was uh, undersized, um, uh, still definitely undersized and often overlooked. And so I kind of wanted to just like, prove that like I can do this I can play football at this level um a lot of it now is just um I mean a lot of it comes back to my faith um and then just kind of perspective of like I'm not going to get to do this forever and whether it's in a workout or a game or a practice like I've never regretted giving it everything I have you know working hard like I, I've never had an experience where I was I looked back and was like man I shouldn't have tried as hard as I did uh, but I have had the other, the opposite where, you know, you maybe don't give it everything you have and you look back and you're like, man, I could have, I could have gave a little more. Um, and so that's kind of my, some of my drive and our strength coach talks about it a lot. He says, there's two pains in life and the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Um, and what do you want to live with? And the pain of regret is, <laughs> is not fun. Mm. Um, and so those are kind of some of the reasons that I, I try to, I try to do give a hundred percent of everything that I do. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely tell that. And I'm sure a lot of people do that. And you know, you've been in college for six years now, right? Like, yeah, long time. What, what is, what has kept pushing you to come back and just be better every day? There's several reasons. Um, and last year, um, I was, it was my fifth year and I, before the year I had planned on this at being my last year, I wasn't planning on coming back and using my COVID year. Um, and, and playing a sixth year. Um, but as fall camp kind of finished up last year and we're getting into season, um, I, I was, you know, connecting with different people, trying to think about, you know, job opportunities in the future. What does it look like after season's over? And I was praying a lot, um, and journaling and just asking God, like, God, tell me what you want me to do. Um, and where you want me to go after football's over. And it wasn't until I was like having that conversation with someone, um, that I was talking to and I was like, man, maybe God's telling me you're, I'm not done here, um, at K state. <laughs> and so, um, and I, I really got the, uh, the notion that God wanted me to stay. Um, I felt like, uh, he wasn't done, um, using me as a teammate, um, trying to be a, a light to some of the guys on the team. And then uh, also I, I wanted to, to accomplish some more things on the field. Um, and I know, um, there were several of us, we wanted, we won the big 12 last year and we wanted to try to do that again this year. Um, so that was another big reason, but yes, yeah, main things were, I felt like I, uh, I had some things that I still wanted to accomplish on the field and felt like God wasn't done using me, um, in the locker room and with my, amongst my teammates. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with that being said, you just scored your first career touchdown. How was that experience? Uh, it was really cool. Um, it was, uh, <laughs> it was kind of overwhelming, a lot of emotions. Um, it's been a long yeah. road. Um, my role on the team for the past five, six years has been 
mostly special teams, um, which I've embraced and I love it. And K-State has a history of being very dominant on special teams. And so um, I, I've enjoyed that, but I've always wanted to, you know, score touchdowns and play as much receiver as I can too. And so uh, I was blessed to get that opportunity uh, a couple weeks ago and it was really cool. It was, uh, it was almost more of a sense of relief <laughs> when it finally <laughs> happened. I was like, man, all this work, all this time, it was, mm. uh, it was worth it. Yeah. And I saw, I was watching that game actually. I saw when you gave the ball to your brother and said, yeah. hide the ball. <laughs> yeah. What was that about? Were, they, were you afraid that they were going to take it? <laughs> Well, I wasn't sure like if our equipment guys were going to take it and just get in a mix with all the other balls yeah. they were using that game. And so I was like, <laughs> I was trying to kind of hold on to it. Um, and, but I was like, I gave it to him cause I was like, I thought I was going to have to go back on kickoff after we scored. Um, but luckily at that point in the game, they were like, you're good. You don't have to run down the kickoff. They'll, they'll put someone else in. And so he was trying to give it to me and I'm like, there's still time left in the game. I'm like, I can't walk around and hold this i was like go go hide it somewhere and i didn't i didn't even see what he was doing until i saw on the tv copy he had it in like gatorade towels and was trying to hide it under the bench or something and so uh yeah that was that was pretty funny but i did end up getting to keep the ball so we got that was pretty cool that's that's so cool and i'm sure that was a special moment too when your brother's on the sideline with you and just having having that moment together that was probably really cool yeah yeah it's really cool i get to play i get to play college football at our dream school with my brother um not many people get to do that we grew up you know with uh k-state uniforms on playing football in the backyard and now we get to do it for real so it's uh it's something that's really really special and we try not to take for granted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I I think with all this being said, it can really be summarized with one saying or a phrase is being ready for the moment, staying ready for the moment, whether, whether it be on the football field or on the football field, what advice would you give to other athletes about staying ready for the moment? We have a saying uh, that goes around the complex is stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. Um, And whether that's, uh, your number's called on game day because someone goes down and you got to go in or, you know, we're changing something up this week and we need you to do this. And it may be something a little different than you're used to. Um, but then also off the field, like one thing that I try to do is I, I try to be um, aware of my surroundings and conversations of teammates around me. Um, so that way, if I, if I hear something that might be, you know, might be a little spark to a conversation, um, to just talk to a teammate about God, um, see if they're interested in faith and what their background is and see if they want to, you know, get in the word if they, if, if they want to do that. So I think uh, a lot of that is like uh, being prepared to share, but then also like being up on the ready and, and listening to the things that are going on around you because it's, it's very easy. I mean, in the world of sports, but everything to kind of just get in your own lane, think about what I have to do and just work at that and not really like pay attention to the people around us. And so um, that's one thing I try to do is just be conscious of the, the guys that are around me and the conversations that are happening around me. So that way, if, you know, I see an opportunity to say, Hey, like invite a guy to a Bible study or, Hey, do you want to talk about faith um, in any way? Um, I think that's one way that, you know, I can stay ready. That's so important for, uh, not, not even just athletes, but for anybody, because, you know, when you, when you graduate, you're going to go into a job and people are going to see Christ in you and you might be able, may, may be able to, to share the gospel through that. But I mean, you know, you've been in, like I said before, you've been in college for six years now. 
how were you ready? How are you able to stay in the moment each and every game and each and every play when you're to be ready that your number was going to be called? How were you able to just engage every time? I think for me is like I've been around a long time. And so I've seen guys that like think, oh, I'm never going to play. And it's like you end up in the game. Um, and so I think the biggest thing for me, um, just from a football standpoint, is like, okay, like if I'm backing up Philip Brooks, he's one of our receivers, um, one of my best friends that he came in with me. So I've known him for six years now. Like if I'm backing up Phil, like during the game, I need to have my eyes on Phil and see mm-hmm. how he's how he's performing. Is he tired? Is he banged up? How's the defense playing him? Are they holding him? That that kind of thing. And then checking in with him when he's on the sideline. Hey, how are they? How are they playing you? I saw this. Like, is that what actually happened out there? Because I saw it from the sideline and stuff like that. So I think um, being aware of maybe who's ahead of you, um, but then also being aware of like the game situation. Um, a lot of times, <laughs> a, a lot of my playing time has come in in. I've never been a starter at receiver, but a lot of it has been in two minute drill situations where it's at the end of a half or the end of a game because we're going fast and the guy's gassed and he needs, he needs a break. And so I have to go in. And so like, um, I've been, I've been lucky to, you know, be in games in in, in intense moments, uh, where we need to go drive down and either win the game or wind the clock down to, to win the game and, and stuff like that. So I think, uh, paying attention to the guy, um, or the couple guys that you may be helped filling in, but then also like you got to be aware of the, the game situation and, and what are we, where, where's everything at what's happening in the game right now? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? And so I think, uh, I think those couple things kind of help me stay ready from a football standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you answered both the, you know, being ready to share the gospel with somebody and being ready to go into a game. I think that's important on both sides, but you know, there's so many places in the Bible that talk about being patient and being humble and being, you know, being ready uh, for because you, you know, you don't even know when Jesus is going to come back. But how have you been able to remain patient and humble throughout your career? I think the patience thing, um, it really helps me when I, my, the fact that my identity is not in football and that my identity is not that I am a football player. Um, because if it was, um, one, it would be exhausting um, and, and, and leave me feeling empty. And two, I'd be, I mean, if my image and my identity is that I'm a football player, well, then, like, I need to be playing. And if I'm not playing, then either then I'm going to be caught up in what do people think about me? And, th- like, then I'm going to start to question myself and, and stuff like that. So I think from a, uh, from a patient standpoint, it really helps not having my identity tied to, to football alone. Um, knowing that, you know, my, my identity is secure in Christ, um, and that I'm loved by him and that he, he died on the cross for me. And so, um, it takes a lot of that pressure away. Um, if, you know, it allows me to be more patient and if my time never comes, then okay, that's okay. I, I'm still loved and cherished by God. If I never did score a touchdown, I mean, obviously I'd want to score a touchdown, but if I didn't, then it's okay. I'm still loved and cherished by God. Um, Jesus wasn't going to get up there and die on the cross for me. Like if I didn't score a touchdown, like that, that doesn't change. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy I scored, but it doesn't change God's love for me. So I think that um, helps me a ton um, just from a patient standpoint, because uh, I know like, Hey, like I'm, I'm ready, I'm working. Um, and if my number is called great. 
Um, if not, it doesn't change who I am as a person and how loved I am. So I think that kind of helps me from a patient standpoint. Um, and being humble, uh, luckily I'm in a, in a, in a world of a lot of freak athletes. And so it's, uh, it's easily, <laughs> you can easily be humbled, um, out there on the field. Um, if you're not, uh, if you're not on the right step or anything like that. And so, um, I think from that aspect, you know, you could be humbled very quickly. Um, and, and, and two, like me personally, like, I don't, I don't think most people enjoy a person who is cocky and arrogant. Um, they don't really, I, I don't think those people fare well in a locker room for the most part. Um, and luckily we've done a good job of building a, a culture at K-State, um, that kind of has weeded that out. Um, uh, but also I'm like, if I'm, if people, nobody really likes that. And I'm like, if I'm trying to be a light and represent Christ in my locker room, like, why would I be arrogant and cocky and, and, you know, and so I think those are a couple of ways that I can just try to remain humble, um, and, and, and try to, you know, give a good representation of what Christ is like. Um, uh, obviously I'm not perfect, um, uh, but I'm trying to represent him the best way I can amongst my teammates, amongst my coaches, amongst my peers. And so I think those are a couple of ways that I could try to stay patient and humble. Yeah. And, you know, especially if you're a Christian in sports, that's a, it's a cocky athlete that can be, that's not good. That's not a good situation at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Seth, thank you so much for joining me today. There's one last question I had for you before I let you go. What do you think God has taught you throughout your sports career that you can use for the rest of your life? I think to be where my feet are, um, and be where he has me. Mm. Um, I'm a person that I naturally, I naturally want to know what's next. I want to, I want to have a plan. I want to see the steps. Um, but in my time in college football, I feel like God has done a, a great job of reminding me that, um, you know, I can see this far in front of me. Um, and that's all I need to see right now. Um, and it takes faith in me to trust that, okay, I can take this next step. I don't know what's after football. I don't know what happens next season. I don't know what happens three weeks from now. Um, and so I think, um, football has been a great way because I mean, I've had two or three years where am I done playing? Do I come back? Am I done playing? Do I come back? Um, and you know, obviously all the, the questions of playing time and all kinds of other things in football, um, and sports in general. Um, it's just been a, a great reminder to, to be where my feet are. Um, God has me right where I'm at and he is giving me enough to see, to take my next step. Um, and I think whenever football is all said and done and I move on in life, I think that'll be a, a very valuable lesson um, just to, to be where my feet are and trust that God has a plan laid out for me, even if I can't see it in the moment. Seth, like I said prior to the show, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I can just tell from this conversation and discussion alone that you are you know, representing Christ on and off the field at KSU and it's just it's just awesome to see it's really cool to see so uh keep working hard sir uh I appreciate it thank you so much for having me I appreciate it all right well for all of our listeners out there please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show it means so much uh so much to us more than you may know and make sure to go get some merch uh we'll have a link in the description for that but if you don't get anything else from this episode just remember this Jesus loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.